Praise the Lord. Oh, ain't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Ain't God good? Yes, he is. I give the Lord Jesus Christ honor above all. Because he's the one to receive all honor and glory. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Praise God. He is the mighty God. Amen. And he's worthy today of all honor and glory that we could give him. Amen. If he's been good to you, why don't you just give him a hand clap? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I give honor today to all that are gathered into the house of the Lord. Each and every one of you. So good to stand behind this pulpit again and just feel the mighty presence of God. Praise the Lord. God is good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. He's good all the time. Praise God. Amen. I want to remind everybody of one thing tonight. The devil's defeated. Praise God. That ought to excite us right there. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was reading a story recently about a great man of God, a great prophet that raised over 20 people, documented, raised them from the dead. And he said that he woke up one night in his biography and uh, said uh, when he woke up, the devil was standing beside his bed. He looked at him and said, oh, it's just you. And he rolled over and he went to sleep. I like that. It's just the old devil. He's been defeated. I mean, he's been defamed. He's been put under the feet of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus came. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. Praise God. Amen. He put all principality and power under his feet, and then he gave authority to the church. So I want you to know that if the devil's been picking on you, you need to raise up in the name of Jesus and say, No more, devil. You're defeated in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. We are going to go to the Word of God tonight. We're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 19. Amen. I had started a study, started a study in this a few weeks ago, and due to services going the way they were, I haven't been able to get finished. We do this usually once a year. We go here. Amen. We visit these scriptures. Praise God. 1 Peter 1, 13 through 19. And as you're turning there, Sister Cook and I again would like to thank each of you, amen, for all of your cards, gifts, all of the baked goods. Amen. I've never had so much sugar in my house <laughs> ever. I mean, I've got pies, I've got cheesecakes, I've got pecan pies, I've, I've, I've got honey buns, I've got you name it, I've got it. Amen. So I don't know whether y'all are trying to kill me. Or make me fatter than I am. But I thank you for them. Amen. And we're enjoying, we're enjoying them very much. So y'all pray for me. Amen. Through those blessings. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Before I read these scripture, uh, I would say this today. That as we teach this, we are going to do this a little differently. That if you have questions... Uh, I'm asking you that you write those questions down. 
and you present them to me and we'll, we'll cover those questions in the next teaching on this topic and I'm sure that there'll be several questions there usually are but we will address those questions during this teaching praise God Amen 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13 begins like this Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children not fashioning yourselves according to the formal former lust of ignorance but as he which is called you is holy everyone say holy so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it is written be ye holy for I am holy and if you call on the father who without respect to persons judgeth according to every man's work pass listen to these words pass the time of your sojourning here that's what we're doing we're here temporarily he said you pass your time here in fear for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish, without spot. Amen. I, I want to teach, preach simply on this topic tonight. Holiness. Amen. Holiness. Praise the Lord. How many know that God has called us to be holy? Praise the Lord. Why don't we all ask God just to bless this word tonight. Lord, we thank you for, God, the blessings of this day. We thank you of the unction of the spirit that I feel. I thank you, Lord, for knowing that you're here in this place. I thank you today, God, for the word that we're about to receive, God, the food, Lord, that feeds our soul. We ask you, God, that you bless this food that we're about to receive that it would give us strong bones, Lord, that it would give us strong muscles, God, that it would encourage us and lift us up, God, that it would correct us, that it would make us, Lord, into what you want us to be, God. Not our will, but your will tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated today. Praise the Lord. In the scripture that we've read into your hearing today, in verses 15 and 16, it declares unto us several things about holiness, and every one of them need to be explored. And the first is this, and I'm going to end this mid-sentence, but it brings about a statement that is made by the word of God. But as he which has called you, Amen. The church tonight must know in our quest, in our desire, in our searching to be acceptable unto Christ, we must know that God has called us. That we are the chosen of God. John 1 declares this, But as many as receive him to them gave he power. Does anyone know what that power is? Somebody say it. The power to become the sons 
of God. And that power is the Holy Ghost. He has given you power. I, I touched on this in the last time in teaching. Amen. And, and I hear so many say, you know, I, I struggle with this. I struggle with that. I can't do this. Let me tell you something. You have the power to become the sons of God. Amen. I, I want us to understand today that when you were born again, you became a child of God with purpose in your life. Amen. Our first calling in this life, and this needs to be understood because I talk with a lot of people continually about their calling. How does my calling fit in? What am I called to do? How, how is my calling Amen. What, what all does it entail? I, and I want the church to understand this. Amen. That even the scripture that I've read into your hearing, you need to know that when you walk away from the altar after having received the gift of the Holy Ghost, your first calling into the life of the born-again saint is a calling to holiness and sanctification. Amen. Let me say that again. Your first calling. God has called us into relationship, but after the calling into our relationship, every one of us are called to be holy. After we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The former things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. It is a complete change of identity when you come to an altar and you repent of your sins. Amen. It is a complete change of your identity. Amen. Your culture will change. Amen. Inside and out, our thinking will change. Our desires will change. Your wants will change. Our speech changes. Our actions change. Our Entertainment changes or forms of entertainment will change. The circle of your friends will change. Amen? The way we treat others must change. The way we dress will change. The way, amen, that we, that, that, uh, we act and do and be, amen, it all changes. Amen? What happens to us? Amen. We put off the things, amen, that are not conducive to Christian living. Amen. It is a change of life. Amen. When we go to the altar and we repent of our sins and the presence of God, amen, it fills us to the brim. Amen. When we get up from that altar, I want to tell us today that it is a process, amen, of sanctification that's going on in the life of the born-again saints that begins at the altar and it doesn't end until you get to the grave. As a matter of fact, I would, I, I would, I would tell you today that when you meet somebody that seems to have holiness down pat, they ain't got it. Amen. It is a work, amen, that goes on us continually. And I want to tell us today, from the inside out, we are to become holy. Amen. From the inside out. I say this continually, but I feel that many do not hear it. Amen. Holiness is a work that must begin on the inside out. Romans 12 and 2 tells us, amen, that we are not to be conformed to this world, but we are to be transformed 
by the renewing of our minds. That word transform comes from the Greek word metamorpho. Amen. We use that same word when we talk about, amen, a caterpillar that becomes a butterfly. What happened? It goes through a metamorphosis. Praise God, Sister Missy Bogle. Amen. She brought in some caterpillars and bought them and put them in class. Amen. And in that, in that cage there, they became butterflies or moss and they flew away. Amen. How in the world could an ugly caterpillar become a glorious butterfly? Amen. By the power of God. That's how he's the creator. Let me tell us today, how in the world do we become someone beautiful? Only by the power of God, no other way. We can become beautiful in the sight of the Lord. And I want to tell us today, I want to remind us today, amen, that we are to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, Brother Bogle, in the sight of God. Don't worry about what the world would say about you. Worry about what God would say about you. Worry about what God thinks about you. Worry about whether the Lord is pleased with you or not. Amen. But it is a change that goes on by the hand of God on the inside of us. These scriptures declare unto us that the nature of God is holy. God is holy. I want us to understand this a little bit tonight. I want the young people tonight to look up here and understand what I'm saying. The angels in heaven, they do not declare that God is healer, 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 even though he is. The angels in heaven do not say God is great, great, great. The angels in heaven declare God is holy, holy. Holy. Holy is the nature of God. Oh, I said holy is the nature of God. Amen. And if you're going to know him, you've got to become holy. Praise God. You cannot know him without that happening in your life. Praise the Lord. The very throne room of heaven rings with the sound of angels declaring God's holiness. Amen. Can you imagine in the throne room of heaven as one angel would say it to another one, holy. And another one would say holy. And another one would say holy is the Lord God Almighty. And it rings throughout eternity forever and ever. Did you know those cherubims will be covering him forever and ever and ever declaring the holiness of of God. I mean, tell us today, it is never inexcusable or excusable. Let me say it like it's never excusable for us not to be holy. Amen. We've got to be holy. Amen. 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Amen. I believe that's how many days are in a year. Praise God. Maybe I'm wrong. Everything that belongs to God is holy. Everything. Amen. What all is holy? Psalms 47 says his throne is holy. Psalms 93 says his house is holy. Exodus 28 says his offerings are holy. Did you know that when you put an offering before the Lord, whether it's praise and worship or whether it's a representation of your time and an offering plate, I want you to know that that which you give is holy unto the Lord. In Exodus 30, the anointing oil is holy. 
Amen. In Exodus 22, the priesthood is holy. In Leviticus 22, his name is holy. In Leviticus 27, the instruments of worship are holy. In Deuteronomy 14 and 21, it declares that his people are holy. My, I'm going to teach before it's all over with. In Exodus 29, the Bible said the altar and the altar area are holy. Let me tell, let me tell our young folks tonight, amen, this is not joking time around this, this area. This is not playtime right here. Amen. When you see pastor looking at you out of a crooked eye, snapping his fingers at you. Amen. Let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm calling you. Amen. And letting you know that this right here is no place to play. Do, do we understand tonight? Amen. The altar area is no place to look at each other and laugh and goof off. Amen. Let me tell you, this place right here is holy before the Lord. This is a place that people are born again. This is a place that people are delivered of devils. This is a place that people are born again. This is a place that people are healed. This is not a playroom. This is the house of God. This is holy. The house is holy. The people are holy. Our worship is holy. Our offering is holy. Amen. The anointing oil is holy. The platform is holy. The piano are holy. Amen. This place that is dedicated, brother, Danny, unto the Lord, every bit of this is holy. And I want to tell us today, we got to work to make sure that it remains holy to us. Praise God. Now verse 16 tells us this. You be ye holy. Why? Because I am holy. I want to remind us all today. When we were born again. We became the offspring of God. Amen. I, I, I've said this before many times. That if you get around us cooks. You can pick us out of a crowd. Because we look alike. Amen. We just do. And we take after our father and mother. That's who we them together, this is what you come out with. <laughs> not too impressive, is it? Amen. They are, but we're not. Or I'm not. Let me just say it like that. My sister, yes, yeah, she's beautiful. You owe me for that. I'm going to be good tonight, I promise. Why are we holy? Because our Father in heaven is holy. It is not acceptable that he be holy and we not be holy. And uh, we must understand this today. Amen. We, we've got to understand this today. Amen. That if God is holy, we as his offspring, we must be holy. The Bible said that he is the true vine and we are the branches of that vine. Amen. The sap flows through the vine. Amen. That sap is holiness and righteousness. Amen. It flows through the vine and it flows out into us. Amen. What are we supposed to produce in our life? Amen. Holiness. Wherever we go. Amen. There's something different about us. Amen. We're holy. You need to understand that today. Amen. I'm praying today that everybody in our teaching of holiness has a 
newfound revelation of holiness. And Peter tells us, amen, that we are to pass our time in this world, amen, in fear. In fear of what? In fear of God. Why? Because God is a judge. Amen. And in the end time, I'm going to be judged, the Bible said, by every word that proceeds out of our mouth, by the actions that we do, by the things that we take upon ourselves. Amen. We have to understand, amen, that every one of us will stand in judgment. Did you know that? Amen. Every one of us, amen, God has appointed every man once to die and then the judgment. Amen. Every one of us have a divine appointment with the Lord. Did you know that? For too many years, Pentecost has confined or narrowed its teaching to holiness on the outward man. And I'm going to include that. We are going to go through that. I covered this for, if I'm not mistaken, eight weeks. I went through every facet of this. Amen. But I want us to know this, that not only do we have to get it right on the outside, but we've got to get it right on the inside. Amen. And I'm going to tell you today that you can get it perfectly right on the outside. And on the inside, you can be as rotten as you can be. Is that all right? I'm going to tell you the truth today. Amen. So we've got to make sure that we not only get it right on the outside, we've got to get it right on the inside. And I, I said this in teaching a couple of Wednesday nights ago out there in the Life Center. Amen. And I still believe it. I want you to know that God did not create us to be finger pointers. You better beware of people that walk around pointing fingers at people. Saying they're not holy. You better be careful of them. Amen. Why? Because they've got an inward struggle right here going on. I want us to know today you've got to get it right yourself. Amen. I, I have to understand this today. I preached this for many years and my message has never changed. Amen. I, I want to say that again. I preached this for many years, and my message has never changed. But we got to get it right on both ends. Amen. We got to get it right on the inside and on the outside. Praise God. So that there's no doubt on what we teach as a church, this pastor teaches about holiness with the outward man. Amen. I'm going to teach these briefly. I'm going to go through these concepts. And then I'm going to drop back and we're going to recover them in depth. Amen. So I'm going to go through some of these speedily. Amen. In examining this. And, and I want the church to know this. That when we get into 1 Corinthians it tells us. Amen. About headship. And I want everyone to know that the hair signifies the headship. Amen. Of God. Do, do we all understand that? Amen. And we understand today that the head is symbolic of the head. And I want us to understand this today that this world is out of kilter. This world has lost its mind. This world absolutely has gone amok. And anymore it don't know what it believes. Amen. We have to give it the word test, folks. Amen. We have to measure up to this word of God. Not just to what the preacher says, but to add a Every word, I've got to examine myself and find out, am I fitting into the word? Am I being obedient to the word of God? And I want to tell us today this, amen, I've said this continually, amen, in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder bone and marrow, soul and spirit. 
Amen. And I, I want us to know today that the word is sharp. Does everybody know that? Yeah. Amen. The word cuts away. What does it cut away? It cuts away carnality out of our life. That's why we find it written in the word of God that we are washed by the water of the word. Amen. The word cleans us. The word applied to our life changes us. The word, amen, it makes us look different and act different and be different. Amen. So today we need to understand, amen, what the word of God says. In 1 Corinthians it tells us this. The head of the man is Christ. The head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. That is not Western teaching. Amen. You preach that down the street and I promise they'll start throwing rocks at you. That's the truth. This is not, amen, what the world teaches. We are living today in the feminist age. This is going to be challenging for some. Amen. We're living today in the feminist age that that will not accept the word of God. And, And we must again understand that the word of God must preempt everything in our life. Amen. I worked with a church yesterday. I went there and we set into place a constitution in that church. We put into that church trustees and board members. We put into that church secretaries and, and, and recording secretaries and treasurers. We put into that place founding uh, pastors. We put them down. We got that in. We adopted a constitution. We put into place the articles of faith. Amen. Why? To make the structure of the church sound. To build a foundation of soundness. I thank God today that I belong to a sound church. Amen. A church that's built on a solid doctrine. 30 years this church has been going. Amen. Bye, bye. Oh, listen. By the word of God, we've been proceeding on. We've been preaching the gospel to people. We've been telling folks what it takes to be saved. Not everybody is willing to live according to the word. Amen. But those that are willing to submit themselves to the word of God, I want you to know that you submit yourself to the element of change. I feel the Holy Ghost today. Amen. That word of God is an element of change in your life. Amen. And when you get tired of arguing with it, it'll change your life. When you get tired of fighting it, amen, you'll find joy in God. When you get tired of fussing with God, living for the Lord will become joyful. The head of the man, who is he? Y'all help me today. The head of the woman is the Amen. And all the wives are poking their husbands right now. And the head of Christ is? Amen. The Bible goes on to tell us why. Why this is. What is it about this order? Why was it set into place? The man is not of the woman, but the woman was made of the man. And neither was the man created for the woman, But the woman was created for the man. That was the order in which it happened. Verse 4 tells us this concerning this. Amen. It tells us every man praying or prophesying having long hair dishonoreth his head, which is Christ. And then it goes on to say this, for it is a shame for a man to have long hair. Well, Brother Cook, we live in the 20th century. 
We live today in a modern world. That's, that's what we hear today. We live today when you can tag onto Facebook and you can log onto the World Wide Web. And you can find a million prophets today that are prophesying things and, and, and prophesying, amen, about God and prophesying about all the things that are going on. And they hit some and they miss some. Amen. And some of them look like women. And I want to tell you this today, that according to the Word of God, according to the Word of God, amen, it's out of order. Amen. It's out of order. Amen. Does it challenge us? Yes, it does. Amen. It lets me to understand, amen, that the kingdom of God was not created to fit into my world. Amen. God saved me to fit into the kingdom of God. Amen. When I lived at home, what did I do? I lived according to the rules of my father in that house. They had a curfew. We had dinner time. We didn't wear our hat to the table. If we ever came to the table with our shirt off, dad would have whipped us away from the table. Because that was disrespectful for mom. Amen. Those were the rules of the house. Now your house may have been different and that's okay. But those were the rules of the house. Let me tell us today. The rules of the word of God. Amen. That's the place we're supposed to abide. In what the word of God says. And I want to tell you today. Amen. If we could quit getting our feelings hurt. If we could get rid of our rotten attitudes and say, God, give me the word of God and let it fall where it lay in my life and let it change me, amen, into your image, into your direction. You're going to find it written in the word of God, this, that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And you're going to find it also written this. Amen. That Christ is that rock that men break themselves against or he falls upon and crushes. Amen. What does that mean? That means this. If you are going to fight God, amen, know this, that you cannot win fighting God. You're better off that you would crush yourself against the word of God and find out what the word of God says about my lifestyle and the areas about my lifestyle that need to change. Fit into the word of God and and become what God wants us to be. Amen. Verse 4, it tells us this. Every man praying or prophesying. Amen. Now, it's important to understand the wording of Corinthians, the 11th chapter. What is praying or prophesying? Amen. That is having communication with God and for God. Amen. It is taking part in spiritual matter. And we find out that that if you take part, amen, in the kingdom of God, if you start acting as God's advocate and you're out of God's order, it's not acceptable under the Lord. God has set forth an order. And the order that God has set forth is this. Amen. That we are to honor our head. Who is our head? Men. Jesus Christ. And when we don't honor the head. When we say I'm going to do it my own way. We dishonor our father. And the Bible said. Amen. That we become a shame. It's a shame. Amen. Shame can easily be interpreted into sin. Verses 5 and 6. It tells us this. That every woman. Praying or prophesying. Having shorn or shaven hair. Amen. What is that? That is cut or shaved hair. Amen. It dishonoreth her head. 
Amen. Which is the man. Amen. I'm going to submit. Amen. That if it's a shame for a man to dishonor his head. It's also a shame for a woman to dishonor her head. Amen. Now we may have questions of those. Amen. That have come to Christ recently. Let me tell you something. When you come to the Lord. And you repent of your sin. Whether it be out in a pew. Or whether it be at an altar. Let me tell you something. Your life is brand new. All things old are passed away. Amen. You're living a new life. Say, you got a brand new start. Amen. You're living for the Lord in a new and living way. God has brought you into the kingdom. Amen. You're not to live in condemnation. You're not to take the words that Brother Cook is preaching and say, oh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Amen. God has delivered you and loosed you and set you free. And now that if you're going to fit into the kingdom of God, you're going to fit into the order of God. Amen. Are we doing okay? Praise the Lord. We fall into godly order. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly Furnished unto all good works. Amen. All scripture. Which scripture? Old Testament scripture? Amen. Only New Testament scripture? What scripture? What do I go by to live a holy life according to the word of God? All scripture. Let me, let me submit this today. Amen. We find much of this scripture written in A.D. uh, 64, 65. We find Romans written around then. We find the book of Revelations written in A.D. 90 somewhere around in there a little after. Do you know that they didn't have that? They didn't have the book that you and I have? Amen. You know what they had to live by and to go by? The Old Testament. Amen. The Pentateuch. Amen. That's what they had to build their doctrine upon. I was asked uh, recently uh, by Brother John. I don't know if he, even if he, if he's in here tonight. Brother John, you here? Amen. He's not here tonight. There he is. Quit hiding, man. He asked me. He said, Brother Cook. He said, when I go to Old Testament. And he said, we get into clothing issues. We get into the ideas of God. We get into the word of God. He said, tell me why that we honor this part in this manner and this part in this manner. And I told Brother John this. I said, you have to understand the laws of God. The Old Testament uh, law was nailed to the cross of Calvary. But listen to me today. The spirit of that law still exists. Amen. And the Bible tells us that those converts that give their life to God, amen, we Gentiles, the Bible said in the book of Romans, become a law unto our own selves. How and why? Because we live the law, amen, now unwritten, we live it by the law that is planted in our heart, amen, because we are led of the Holy Ghost, guided by the word of God. 
So I know now that the Old Testament sacrifice is not needed anymore because Jesus Christ, amen, was the perfect sacrifice offered once and for all. Amen, all of that has been done away with. But today if we were to look at looking at linens and wool being mixed together and say, how does that fit in? I will tell you how it fit in. It is talking about separation. We are to be separate from the world. Every one of us are to be separate from the world. We are to be distinct from the world. Absolutely recognizable by God. And the world will look at you knowing that there's something different about you. Amen. So we, we have to understand that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. Amen. Oh God, correct me. Let me, let me say this today too. And I'm going to watch that clock very carefully. The Bible tells us that this. He said, those that are able to be corrected will be sons. Those that will not be corrected, if you cannot be corrected, oh my, listen to me today. He said they are bastards and not sons. That's what the word of God says. I'm just repeating the word of God. As it is written in the King James Version. In other words, he's saying this, that if you will not be corrected by the word of God, he said you'll be rejected. Amen. We are people of the name. We've accepted daddy's name. Watch his name, somebody. Jesus. Jesus. Thank God that we were born into the kingdom of God. Amen. And where we go, Jesus goes. Amen. So I have to be able to be corrected. And if I become incorrectable, I want you to know that God rejects me. I must be correctable. Amen. Paul told Timothy in the church this. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, completely self-absorbed. That's the day we're living in. Covetous, what is that? That is greedy today. Boasters, proud, what is that? Prideful. We live today in the age of pride. They are blasphemous. What does that mean? They're, they are irreverent. They are not minding the things of God. They are disobedient to parents. Hear me today. I'm not just speaking to young folks. I'm speaking to older folks. Amen. Those of us. Amen. I want to tell us today. If your mother and father are still living. Amen. You've got to submit yourself unto them. Did you know that? Amen. My mother is still my mother. Sitting right there. And if she says, Philip Ray. I need you to do this. I want you to know Philip Ray will run and do it. You want to know why? Because that's my mother. And I submit myself unto her. Amen. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. And then he goes on to say this. That in this generation of time, children or youth or people will be disobedient to parents. Unthankful and unholy. And then he goes on to say this. And this is sweeping across the age without natural 
affection. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. I want you to hear me today. I want to tell you a sure way to not make it to heaven. He said these people are not going to go. Fornicators, who are they? Those that have sexual relation outside of the bands of marriage. He said they're not going to inherit eternal life. He doesn't stop there. He said, nor adulterers or adulterers. Amen. What is that? That is those that are married that are having sexual relation outside, amen, of their relationship or their spousal relationship. I, I want the church to understand this. Amen. Young men and young ladies and adults and everybody, when you walked up the aisle and you took a vow, an oath, unto a husband before the Lord and you said I promise that I'm going to give myself to them fully and they're going to be mine for the rest of our lives I want you to know that's the way that it's supposed to be Amen. You're supposed to be one man and one woman, one husband and one wife forever that is God's intention for people and I want you to know that if you're having relationships Outside of these areas. Do you hear me today? I'm preaching holiness maybe in a way you haven't heard it before. I want you to know that if you're having sexual relationships outside of the bonds of marriage, I want you to know that you are making your bed in a place that you don't want to go. That's according to the word of God. We live today in a touchy-feely generation and everybody doesn't feel this and doesn't feel that. I'm fixing to cover that not feeling here in a minute. He said this, neither fornicators nor adulterers nor effeminate. Everyone say effeminate. What does that mean? If you look it up in the Greek, it means this, soft men. Amen. They are, uh, they are men that are, are taking on the traits of women. They they are dressing like a woman and living like a woman. Amen. We're living today in an age to where everybody is saying, oh, this is the, uh, well, this is the new age. And we've got a new way of thinking. And we're living today in a woke generation. Let me tell you what they're woke to. They are woke to the same thing that Noah's generation was woke to. And they're woke to the same thing, amen, that Sodom and Gomorrah was woke to. And I want everybody to know this. That kind of awakening in your life will take you straight to hell. I want to tell us today, as for me and my house, we're going to live holy. As for me and my house, I'm going to teach people to live holy. I want to tell us today, amen, God made men men and he made women women and we need to understand today anything outside of that realm is a lie. I'm going to say that's mean. No, that's true. The newer generation does not quite understand our Bill of Rights. I thank God that I live in a country that I have the right to offend people. Is that all right? I don't, I'm not talking about being mean to people. I'm talking about telling the truth to people. 
I want you to know that I can't preach like this in China. They'll come and arrest me. But thank God, here in the United States of America that was founded on Christianity, I've got a right to look at you and say, I love you in Jesus' name. I want you to go to heaven in Jesus' name. And you've got to live according to the word of God. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, listen to this, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Commentary tells us this in the Bible. Homosexuals, lesbians, effeminate men, amen, manly women. There's no other way to describe it. I can get into a deeper description, but I don't want to present that in this church. Amen. Manly women will have no place in the kingdom of God. Did you know that? Amen. What am I doing? I'm telling you the truth today. Amen. The Bible said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Amen. You've got to know today that Brother Cook is preaching the truth. Don't tell anybody Brother Cooks don't preach holiness no more. That's a lie out of the pits of hell. I'm preaching holiness to you. What does Roman 1 do? Roman 1 convicts nations. Before the Lord. Uh, uh, we. The younger generation especially. Need to hear the words that I'm telling you. And if the older generation. Are worried about what's being said here. Let me tell you. They've heard a thousand times. Worse than this. The Bible said for this cause. God gave them up to vile affections. For even the women did change that natural use. Into that which is against Nature, And likewise the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. Everybody say New Testament. New Testament. Amen. What does that mean? Amen. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them up to a reprobate mind. Amen. We need to understand what that is. They have lived according. Amen. To a, 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 a wrong mentality long enough that God said, if you want that, I'm going to let you have that and you can have it without even being convicted. Well, the church to hear me today, I'm fixing to end in just a few moments. You better thank God that you can still feel conviction in your life. You better thank God you can still feel conviction in your life. And I want to tell you today that if you get to a point in your life that you feel no conviction over your sin, I'm not talking about condemnation. I'm talking about conviction. If you're having illicit relationships, I want you to know if you're feeling no conviction, you need to understand, you need to find an altar and repent of your sin and realize, yes, Jesus wants to save you, but you've got to repent in order to get it right. And then you need to kill this flesh and you need to take it to the Lord and say, God, I invite you to convict me. I invite you to make me feel bad. I invite you to speak to me. I invite you to lead me and guide Guide me and direct me. Nobody wants to be convicted anymore. Because it makes us feel bad. I want us to understand today. Your only hope of salvation in your life. Is that your heart become pricked. That's your only hope. 
You cannot receive the gospel unless your heart is pricked. Did you know that? Your heart must be pricked. If not, what will happen? There will be no change. You'll live according to the lust of the flesh and you will wonder why I cannot quit sinning. Bible said God gave them up to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient they lost their conviction look at me young folks they lost their conviction when you lose your conviction you've lost your relationship with God is that alright Deuteronomy 22 and 5 says this Everybody say all scripture. All scripture is given for reproof, for correction. Deuteronomy 22 and 5 says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man, and neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Amen. What are we saying today? I'm saying this. Amen. That we need to come to a point in our lives, in our relationship with God, that the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us ought to be able to convict us. It ought to be able to convict us. I, I'm, I'm speaking today to every young person and old person in this place. I don't care how long you've lived for God. If you are at the point that you cannot feel conviction in your life, you're in trouble. You want to know why? Because the Bible said that if we say we have no sin, we are liars. Amen. We need to understand today, amen, Brother Walden, that every one of us are imperfect. And every one of us fail God in some manner, whether here or here. Amen. Every one of us falls short of the glory of God in some manner. And I need to understand that, yes, I live in the righteousness of Christ. Yes, I strive to be what God wants me to be. Amen. But I've got to know this, that the righteous man getteth up seven times. Amen. When he falls, he gets... I'm preaching hope tonight. I'm not telling you you're doomed for hell. I'm telling you that there's hope in Jesus Christ. There's mercy in Jesus Christ. Oh, praise God. Amen. There's joy and righteousness in Jesus Christ. There's peace in Jesus. Oh, my, I'm here to tell you, I'm not preaching condemnation. I'm preaching hope and life. Amen. If you're going to be saved, You've got to live according to the word of God. I want to tell us today. I'm going to be covering a lot of topics. We're living today in a generation that reads thousands of words on Facebook. And everybody here has got it. You can say you don't have it. If you don't have it, somebody's giving it to you. Everybody's got it one way or another. And I want every person to hear me to read the thousands of words and the thousands of posts and never to pick up a Bible to understand what the Word of God says or does. I want you to know that we'll be in trouble. Amen. The Bible said that we hide the Word of God in our heart that I might not sin against Him. I, I, I just, I, I've got to let go of this before I leave this place. And I want everybody to know that old Philip Cook has spent a lot of time in prayer in the past few weeks. I want you to know that if you're living contrary to the Word of God, you're not praying. If you're living contrary to the Word of God, you're not reading your Word. Amen. I, I want to say this again because I always say this in preaching and teaching holiness. 
Amen. I appreciate that we submit ourselves unto the Lord. And ladies, we understand the cutting of hair, the not cutting of hair, all of that. And men, we understand, amen, that we cover ourselves up. And ladies, we understand that we cover ourselves up. But let me tell you today, there are communities of people that do not have the gospel of Jesus Christ that are doing the same thing. Amen. Those ladies don't cut their hair. Those, those men, they, they cover themselves up. Amen. They live a life, amen, according to the word of God, at least as much as they can discern. I want you to know this, amen, that all of that will not get you to heaven. Amen. In order to get you to heaven, you've got to be born again of the water and of the spirit, and you've got to live according to the word of God. You've got to be convicted of your sins, and you've got to repent of your sins. You can't have bitterness in your heart. You can't hate people. So much more I wanted to touch tonight, but I don't have time and I'm not, I'm not going to extend my time tonight. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment for all that do show an abomination to the Lord. I'm going to get into that and I'm going to explain it more in the next. I want everyone to understand that I am not preaching with a tone of condemnation. I'm preaching with a tone of conviction. Telling us today that the word of God matters. It matters. It matters. It matters. Amen. Hebrews 13 and 4. Marriage is honorable in all. Amen. In all. And the bed is undefiled. What am I telling you today? Amen. In the sanctity of marriage, God built an intimate relationship between a man and a woman and we need to understand that is the place that God has allowed amen humanity to go I want you to know amen that that sexual relationship within the bounds of marriage is a beautiful thing ordained of God do we understand that tonight amen brother Cook's getting personal tonight I'm not telling these young folks anything they ain't hurt a lot worse or a lot better hallelujah Every man, by the word, is designed in woman to leave and to cleave. The Bible said they too shall become one flesh. That is what God intended within the sanctity of marriage. Within the sanctity of marriage. I, I want to say this today. Parents, teach your children. I want to say that again. Parents, teach your children. I want you to know that if your children haven't had failures in their life, you better hang on to your britches. You haven't had them long enough. And if you say, oh, no, it'll never happen, just look at your life. Have you had failures in your life? Let me, let me tell us today, parents, you need to teach your children that virgin is a beautiful word. Keeping yourself godly before the Lord. Amen. Saving yourself. Amen. According to the word of God. That is the sanctity of marriage. And that is what God has ordained. I want to say one more thing before we close tonight. The Bible says this. Parents, you train up a child in the way they should go. And they shall not depart 
Now let me tell you something today. Your children are your children. I want to say that again. Your children are your children. Quit blaming the ministry for failures of your children. Your children are your children. We preach the word of God. We preach the power of God. We preach the holiness of God. Now you train them up and show them in the holiness of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Everybody wants to pin the preacher down because we have everybody three hours a week. Let me tell you this. You have your family all week long. You show them. You direct them. You lead them. And then you accept responsibility. Praise God. Good preaching. I can't wait to see what Facebook post will pop up now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand. Everybody say holiness unto the Lord. I want to tell you again today, if somebody has said, Brother Cook can't preach holiness and don't preach holiness, you're not paying attention to the word of God. Amen. I not only preach it, but I live it. Amen. And I believe that you got to be holy according to the word of God. Let's lift our hands and thank him for the word. Lord, we love you today. We honor you. We bless you. We thank you for the glory of God. We magnify you, God, from the depths of our soul. We come into this place, oh Lord, knowing that we fail without you. Knowing, Lord, that we're incomplete without you. Knowing, God, that we cannot live godly without you, Lord. Knowing today, God, that I've got to have the Holy Ghost down in my soul, just like the Bible says. Lord, I pray today, help us to plant the Word of God in our hearts. Let us to walk away from the house of God, knowing, Lord, that I've got to have the Word in order to be saved. I ask you this, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. You're dismissed tonight in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord.